Klein, step back, three for the tie. Oh! No! Harper for the win! Corner, Ivy for the win. He got it! The three-pointer by Jordan Poole! What is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the DG Bucket Podcast. Uh, today is Friday, December 8th. We'll be recapping uh, the, this week's games. Uh, not a lot going on like Thursday, Friday, but uh, we had some good action Monday and Tuesday. Definitely Tuesday. Um, yeah, uh, we'll get right into it. Uh, one thing before we get into the games, uh, Rutgers landed a big commitment this week from number one, number two player in the class, Dylan Harper. Um, obviously, they've got now the number two and the number three player in the class, uh, Dylan Harper and Ace Bailey, who's number three. So next year, future's looking bright for Rutgers. Um, present might not be great, but uh, future's definitely looking good. Do you have any thoughts about, about the commitment there? Uh, yeah, just they'll be happy for next year. They're, I mean, there's not going to be a lot to look forward to this year, but I mean, obviously they've never – gotten those high caliber of recruits i don't think i don't know but two and three in the same class is pretty special so that'll be uh it'll be fun to watch next year yeah and then obviously if gavin griffiths gavin griffiths comes back um Derek simpson i mean that's a pretty good um pretty good lineup there but uh we'll, we'll get into the games now so monday we we had one big 10 game iowa at purdue um, this was Purdue's second co- conference game uh, in December. I think this was Iowa's first conference game. But um, Purdue ran away with this in like 10 minutes. I mean, it wasn't even close. No. Uh, they ended up winning by 19, but I think it got up to like 35 at one point. Um, yeah, this was uh, a complete domination by Purdue. Do you have any initial thoughts, I guess? I mean, we kind of touched on it uh, in the last episode, but uh... – just a all around performance by the whole team. I think they bounced back from a from a tough loss at Northwestern. They showed this game why I don't know, they're the number or they were the number one team in the country. But Yeah, definitely. Um also Mackey is a tough a really tough place to play for anyone. Yeah. Especially a team with not not a lot of experience. Um Iowa's got a lot of young guys, guys that haven't played much before. So um yeah, Mackey's a tough place to play for those guys. I mean, this wasn't even close. I think at one point it was like 32 to 14 in the first half. Like, Purdue just straight yeah. up dominated. Um, can we talk about Iowa for a little bit? I think we've all, we've both like shared our thoughts on Purdue enough this season. Um, Iowa stinks. Yeah. If we want to bridge that into the game from, what day was that? Wednesday? Was, Thursday? Yeah, last night. Or yesterday? Yeah. <laughs> or, yeah, Thursday night. Yeah, Excuse they me. did not. They looked terrible last night. Yeah. I mean, they didn't look very good against Purdue either. No. I mean, that's but, a tough little stretch, though, but yeah, they didn't even look competent in those games. Yeah. I mean, like, Patrick McCaffrey might be the worst player on the team, and he's he starts – yeah. Like I think he put up a trillion against Iowa State. Which, uh, for those of you that don't know, it's like zeros across the board. I think he had one rebound. Nice. Uh DeSante Bowen also didn't start this game. They switched up the uh yeah. starting line. Josh Josh Dix bit. started in the Iowa State game. Um yeah. yeah, I thought Bowen actually played pretty decent against Iowa State. Uh he only played like ten minutes against Purdue for some reason. Um, Peyton Sanford is the worst number one option in the Big Ten. Are are you ready to say that? No. Is is Cricky their number one option now? Cricky's their number one, but like he's he just he's for still bad the whole time. Yeah, like, like I think he attacked Edie once in the Purdue game, and he, he actually draw drew a foul. And I mean, granted, not back. a lot of guys are gonna attack Edie and be successful at it, but yeah. But the the one time he did it, he got he got. I know. Fouled and got us chicken. Yeah. Uh, he only had eight points against Iowa State. Their leading scorer was Sanford, but 
He shot four for nine from the field, which all of his shots came from three point land. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I, I think I was just I. They showed a lot of promise against like the bad teams that they played. I think they started out like four and zero or something, and then uh, they competed with Creighton at Creighton. I mean, it was a close game. Pretty much the whole game, and I was like, "Okay, this might this team might be good. Like, this might be another Fran McCaffrey special, you know, where they they find a random guy like Kirky and like turn him into a All Big Ten, All American, borderline type of guy." But now that they've gotten into more like steady competition, like like Purdue, Iowa State, etc., um, I, I just I just don't see it with this team, and they got smoked by Oklahoma in their tournament. So they're missing yeah, I, a they're missing like a go to guy that they've had in past years. Like yeah, yeah. Sanford's solid, but he's not like a guy that you can go to like that. If you know yeah. what I mean, he, he he's a guy that you just run off a down screen and he shoots it like yeah. four or five times a game. He's not a guy that you're relying on your offense to run through. You know, like also like the past years they've had Chris Murray, Keegan Murray, Luca Garza. Um, we could go on until like yeah, we could go Jared on. Jared Utoff, yeah, uh, Peter Jock, yeah, um, like yeah. I mean, they've had they've had that they've had that guy for a long time, and this year they just don't have it. Uh, Iowa State also pressured them a lot, at least in the first half. I didn't watch the yeah. second half of this because it was a thirty point game, but uh, they finished with nineteen turnovers. Iowa State at 21 points off those turnovers. I think in the first half, like pretty much all of Iowa State's points came in the paint. Like there was just no defense being played by Iowa. And it uh it culminated on the offensive end by not they just looked out of sync pretty much all night. Yeah, I think in the first half the points in the paint was like twenty six to two. Yeah. Which is ridiculous. Like actually that's insane. You're not gonna win any games if you get outscored twenty six to two in the paint. Iowa State um, also hit some tough shots in the first half, but uh didn't matter. They won by twenty five. I know, but some of them are just like Yeah. There's no way that goes in. But yeah, they did. So credit to them. Yep, definitely. Um, yeah. But takeaway from Iowa versus Iowa State, Iowa stinks, Payne Sanford stinks, Patrick McCaffrey stinks. Stop it. That's about it. <laughs> um, um, yeah, Tuesday. On to yeah, it's just uh, Fort Atlantic, Illinois. Probably the game of yeah. the night. Definitely, yeah, definitely the game of the night. Uh, game of the week, probably in the Big Ten. Bah. Um, what do you what do you think the game of the week was? Wisconsin Arizona tomorrow. But if we're talking I mean, about of the, of games the have already day. been played, then yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that's that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. Illinois wins by nine. This is a shootout, ninety-eight to eighty-nine. This is a really fun game to watch. Um, Terrence Shannon and Marcus Damas combined for sixty-six points on uh, twenty-five of thirty-five shooting, and uh, four for eleven from three. Um, this was just a utter domination by Damask and Shannon. Shannon got most of his points from like transition, um, getting to the hoop, and and then Damask he was just like. He was just hitting tough jumper after tough, yeah. tough jumper. They weren't like, even like threes. They were just all like mid-range fadeaways and stuff like that. Yeah. I didn't know he had that. Yeah. I thought he just settled like the, threes. But... It's like the uh, Shaq meme. Like, I wasn't I familiar was, with I your... I wasn't familiar with your game. Yeah. Something like that. But I told you a couple weeks ago, we were dogging on this Illinois team. Like, is this the same team as last year? Yeah. And after they lost to Marquette, and you're like, uh, I don't know, man. This... I don't know if they're going to turn around. And I said they're going to beat FAU, and you were like, eh. and I told if you. Dem- if Domas and Shannon you. drop 30 every night, then, yeah, they're going to be great. But Fair. But, I mean, I thought they controlled the pace of this game. I don't – like, obviously, Illinois likes to play fast, and it works into their favor. I don't know a lot about FAU. I mean, obviously, watched them in the tournament last year. I don't think they're comfortable playing this fast. Like, this was – like, I if you guys think... remember the Michigan State – Kansas State game last year in the tournament, it was similar to this, like the pace of it, just up and down. Uh, I think a big factor in that was Vlad Golden was in foul trouble pretty much all night. So that yeah. opened up the lanes for them to that's get to yeah, the that's rim. definitely true. Yeah. Um 
one thing with Terrence Shannon last year, like you said, when there was like a big in the paint on defense, so like a Zach Eady or a Cliff Amore or um, like a Hunter Dickinson from Michigan, like if there was a, a rim protecting big in the paint, Shannon wouldn't um, attack as much. He would settle for a lot of threes, which, I mean, he still had a first-team All-Big Ten season. But, like, uh, we saw tonight, like, if the lane is open, and Illinois can spread you out, right? I mean, they've got – they can have five shooters yeah. on the floor at all times, uh, especially with Rodgers not playing if he's not on the court. But, like, if, when Terrence Shannon gets downhill, like, there's no stopping him, right? No, he's so explosive when he gets downhill. And like when he when he knows what he wants to do with it, I don't I'm like you can't really stop him in the fast break. There was a couple drives he had to the left. I think a couple were in transition, but um he he'd go like three dribbles from half court. Yeah. And then just rise up and like quickly slam it over a dude. Like yeah, it was, it was so just... electric. But yeah, I mean Illinois put on a clinic in the second half, especially. I think they scored like sixty in the second half. Something like that. Uh, I'm not sure, but yeah, fifty. They had 59 points in the second half. I mean, I don't care who you're playing. That's impressive. I think yeah, they were at like win, 1. Win a lot of ball games if you. I think they were at like 1.8 points per possession in the second half, which is ridiculous. Like, basically, that means. I mean, it is what it means. Pretty much like, every time you're scoring. Like, yeah, I mean, it would have been almost better for FAU to just not even play defense and just give them two points every time. Like that's basically. I mean, what can we one... say that they didn't play defense? Because this was that, a, this was a shootout. <laughs> that might be fair. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think a concern. I can't really say a concern, but like the first like ten minutes of this game, Illinois had like eight turnovers, and they looked really sloppy. I think it was like five to two, five minutes into this game. Like it was an ugly start, and the fact that they still scored ninety eight points is ridiculous. But yeah. um, that's just, I mean, I don't really have any critiques about this game, but th- that's just one thing I noticed, especially the first five or 10 minutes of the game. But I, like I said, they beat a top 15 team, so I'm not complaining at all about this team. Yeah. Uh, one thing I would just like to see is like how they do against size when the size plays the whole game. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, Golden and- still had 23 points. And he only played 19 minutes. Like, mm-hmm. Edie, and their guards play, are small. Not to just talk about Purdue the whole time, but when Edie plays, he'll probably play 30 minutes. So, and we think yeah. Edie's a better player than Golden. So, just yeah, scale know. that how you want to. But, well, they're both just tall. So, yeah, that's fair. Every seven footer can do what Edie does. Yeah. Um, uh, shoot, I was going to, oh, oh, um, do you think, Illinois is in the same tier as Purdue in the Big Ten? No. No? I think they're close. I think they're close. Yeah. yeah. I think they're close. I think they're definitely the second best team in the Big Ten now. Yeah. I'll agree. I, I, like, I'm I'm comfortable saying that. I think they're above, like, Wisconsin. Even though Wisconsin's been playing really well, I think they're still ahead of Wisconsin, Ohio State, um, any other team yeah. you want to throw in that second tier. Yeah. I think they're ahead of them. I agree, but – We'll talk about Wisconsin later, but tomorrow will be a good test for them. But yeah, definitely. Um, basically, road game. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Wisconsin, they beat Michigan State by thirteen at the Breslin Center on Tuesday. Um, Tyson Walker and AJ Hogard were really the only offense here for uh, for Michigan State. Uh, nobody else had more than like five points, I think, for Michigan State. Um, AJ Store had a big night for Wisconsin. Uh. John Blackwell played well off the bench again. And Stephen Crowell went for uh, 18 on 4-4 from the three-point line. Um, what did you like from Wisconsin here? What did you not like from Michigan State? Any uh, initial thoughts? Uh, I just don't know how Michigan State wins games if Hogard and Walker aren't playing out of their minds. Um, yeah, like – I think Wisconsin's a good team, but they only scored 57 – or Michigan State only scored 57 points in this game. That's not going to win you a lot of games in Big Ten play. Yeah. Yeah, Hogart had 14 points, 7 assists, 4 rebounds. Tyson Walker had 22 points, 1 assist, 4 rebounds. So they combined for 36. The rest of the team had 21. Nobody else had more than 5. Yeah. I mean, that's rough. And I mean, like where's the – 
where's the leap from Jade Nakins that we heard all offseason? Where's the leap from not even a leap, but just being a competent player from Mati Sissoko? Like, yeah, or Malik Hall. Like, and and um, like all, all the talk this offseason was, like you said, about the guys coming back, Jade Nakins taking that leap to be an elite two way player. He's very good on defense, but like his offense is putrid right now. Um, uh, AJ Hogard still, AJ Hogard. I mean, he's so inconsistent. Monty Sissoko has bricks for hands, and like the fre- all offseason was just about the experienced guys and then these the super talented freshmen coming in. Right, uh, Jeremy Fears has five points, plays thirteen minutes. Cohen Carr two points, seventeen minutes. And Xavier Booker and obviously Garrett Norman is redshirting, but Xavier Booker hasn't seen the court in like three games. Yeah. Like, does Xavier Booker even finish the season with Michigan State? I mean, he's not going to play. So, like, uh, I just don't How get, insulting just, is that? Yeah. If you see Monty Sissoko doing that on the court and you're not even getting in the game, like, I don't get, I don't get the lineups. Like, I don't get why you're starting Carson Cooper and Monty Sissoko. I don't, yeah, I, I, I don't, I'd prefer Carr over one of them in that lineup. Freaking start Booker. You're four and four. You've got basically nothing to lose now. Yeah. Like Michigan State, if the tournament started today, they wouldn't be in it. No. Like Malik Hall, you're like a fifth year senior and you're scoring two points. Not that looks... not that people don't have off games, but he just doesn't he... he's passive. Yeah. I and mean, he's averaging nine points. And that's I mean, that's not bad, but like he's gotta be better. You like, have to be better have to be better in this game at least. Like Yeah. Games that matter for sure. But uh-huh. credit to Wisconsin. I mean, <clears throat> I thought they played really well. They controlled the game. Um, I We tweeted out this was very similar to the Marquette game, especially in the first half. Wisconsin controlled the tempo. They got pretty much whatever they wanted on the offensive end. And kind of like the Marquette game, they had a guy going off from three. Um, it was Klesman in the Marquette game, and today uh, in the Michigan State game it was Stephen Crowell. Like I said, he was – Four for four from three. Um, also had five assists and six rebounds. That's, I mean, pretty much all you can ask for from your big guy. Yeah. Uh, can we say AJ Stores is the best transfer in the Big Ten? Ooh. That's tough. I don't know. Is he? I mean. He's, he's their leading scorer. He's averaging 14 a game. Uh, it just adds right, like got a lot of – there's a lot of good transfers in the big. I know, but he just has that dimension that they need. Yeah, like a, a three that can score. I mean, I mean, who's the notable transfer so far? I mean, Elijah Hawkins from Minnesota almost dropped a triple double the other night. Yeah. Um, That's Bryce fair. Williams for Nebraska. I take store over all of them though. Ricky. I'm sure there's one but, I'm missing, but. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely up there. I mean, like I, I wrote down. Uh, nobody was really talking about this pickup. Um, obviously Saint he came from St. John's and obviously they had a weird year last year. They were just like kind of good, but also like really toxic. Um <laughs> very underrated pickup, I think. Yeah. Obviously, now that we're seeing it come to fruition. But like nobody was really talking about it. Everyone was talking about um other guys throughout the league, like uh Langberg or uh Bryce Williams from Nebraska or Lance Jones of Purdue. And nobody really I mean, there was people mentioning it, but not like getting a lot of media attention. Um, I think the probably the biggest transfer this offseason for the Big Ten was Jameson Battle flipping to Ohio State. Yeah. Um, if he can get it going, which he's kind of starting to get it going. but Yeah, but I think so far AJ Store is probably the best. Yeah. Um, the... These two teams are kind of – like people coming into the year wouldn't say they're the same, but I think they kind of are. In terms of they're returning a ton of players, but like they're kind of opposites when you once they got into the season. Like mm-hmm. uh Wisconsin returned everybody and their freshmen are stepping up and they're playing and they're performing. Uh Michigan State, the complete opposite. They're returning everybody. Their freshmen aren't really doing anything and their seniors are kind of slacking. So Yeah. I don't and, know. Uh, Wisconsin, they're like very deep. Like the, yeah. they went, I think eleven deep in this game. I mean, three guys only played four minutes, but I mean 
made an impact. Yeah. Um, like Connor's. I mean, the season some... came in for like four minutes in the first half. He had a steal and a uh, made three. three. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there are reports John Rothstein posted. It was not John Rothstein, by the way. It was John, the verified John Rothstein, posted that um, Connor Seijin's role is going to slightly increase as he gets healthy from his back injury. So I think they might have like downplayed his injury a little bit. It might have been a little more serious than um, we all thought it was. Um, I've, I don't know really who he replaces in the lineup. I mean, the starters play over 20 minutes. And then the only guy that played over 20 minutes in the off the bench was John Blackwell. Uh, yeah. I don't think he'll really replace anybody's role unless he gets fully healthy, but I think he'll just take some minutes away from some guys. Yeah, that's valid. Um, but like I said, hopefully he's healthy enough to where we can get him up to like 20 minutes a game. He's really fun to watch. He's a fun so, player. Uh, yeah. He was my, First team all big ten or second team? I think he was on your second team. But it was kind of like the surprise for you. Yeah. But I don't know. I like I like watching him play. He's a really good player. So yeah. And he's an Indiana kid. We're from Indiana. So I think kind of the struggle. He's just kind of like slow on defense a little bit. Um yeah. Yeah, that's definitely limited minutes that he's had. But that's just I don't know if that's because of his back injury or um just because he's not locked in yet, <clears throat> but that was that was definitely his issue last year too, though yeah. on the defensive end, and th- I think that's a reason why Wisconsin wasn't like elite on defense, like they were, like they always have been. Um, yeah, obviously, like a couple of their guys were hurt last year, and they had a shooting guard who didn't play a lick of defense at all. So, um, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna downplay it. Like he was bad on defense last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's just kind of a, like a knock on him, uh, but. Uh, the last game of uh, Tuesday night was a pretty fun game, actually. Um, yeah. Indiana uh, at Michigan. Indiana comes away winning by three. Uh, Kahlo Ware with the big play at the end to uh, block the inbounds pass. Also had the running hook in the paint that kind of sealed it. Uh, Indiana, I thought they actually played pretty well in this game. I, they've, I think they've definitely found their identity. Um, they had three guys in double figures, uh, a guy with nine and two guys with eight. And their bench, they had um see if my math serves me correctly, six plus six, twelve. They had twenty eight points off the bench. Um, uh, which is the most by far we've seen all season. And no yeah. Xavier Johnson. Yeah. So no starting point guard. And and they beat a dangerous Michigan team. I wouldn't say they're good, but I mean, if they get hot, they are definitely dangerous. But uh we'll start with IU. Uh what is what was your initial takeaway from IU in this game? Malik Renew is taking a huge step that I did not think that he would take this year. He's looked really good so far. Um, and Baco's kind of getting into it a little bit. He had 11 in this game. Ever since that uh, Woodson postgame comment, Mbako's been playing really well. Yeah, I think I think the key to this team is just playing through their bigs and hitting a couple perimeter shots each game. Yeah, you you said a couple of weeks ago, like this team just needs to find their identity. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think they found it. Just throw and, it in the post and let those guys go to work. Yeah, and like you said, the bench production in this game, like if they have that every night, then this might be a tough team to beat because they got size and they play some really good defense. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I I really like Khalil Ware. Um, if AJ Store's not the best, transfer, oh yeah, Khalil Ware, Khalil yeah, he's Ware. the best transfer. Yeah, never mind. <laughs> okay, <laughs> totally forgot about Khalil Ware. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's been electric this season. He's gonna be he's... a lottery pick. He's playing like it. Some of and... the shots he hit the... that he hit in this game are like and the... so tough. All the talk of this off season, I've said this a few times. All the all the talk this off season about him being lazy, it showed in that last play. Where he tipped yeah. that inbounds pass. If you guys haven't seen it, I I mean, uh, Michigan was throwing like a full court inbounds pass, and he he probably had like a forty inch vertical on that. On oh, a seven crazy. foot dude, like yeah, that's like, crazy. It was he got so he got so far up, and he barely hit it. But I mean, it ran the clock down obviously because he tipped it. But like he could have just been he could have just been staying there, kind of waving his arms and like barely jumped, and nobody would have blamed him, like. 
yeah. I wouldn't have noticed, you know, like it wouldn't have mattered. They probably still would have won. And like, yeah. nobody would have been like, Oh, Khalil, Ware was so lazy on the inbounds pass. Well, like, I think he showed how, how Woodson is getting. I think, he, I think he genuinely wants to win. I think he knows that IU needs him to perform. Yeah. Uh, if he wants to win. Yeah, definitely. Um, and that could be like know. a that could be like a thing from last year because he didn't really play a lot, so he wasn't really locked in when he knew that uh, his team is going to play without him. If you know what I mean, like yeah, definitely. Like he knows his role is big, so yeah, kind of motivating. Yeah, um, I don't know how Oregon and Dana Altman didn't get no. this production out of him. He's so talented. He's so talented. It's crazy, but. Yeah. Anyway, we'll move on to Michigan. Um, they played all right. Will Shredder might be the third best player on this team. Uh, Kamo had 18. Shredder had 17. McDaniel had 13. He really struggled. Three for 14 from the field. 0 for 4 from three. I uh, this was. I mean, this is probably his first or second bad game of the season. But I mean, he was. This was rough. I mean, he was kind of being a little ball hog. A little. I, I thought. Kamo um, was feeling it in the second half, and Doug was like, "All right, it's my turn." I kind of spaced out in the second half of this game, but was Cups on McDaniel most of the time? Yeah, yeah. It, they kind of alternated Cups and Galloway. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I think that's the key to the game right there. They kind of shut down Michigan's main guy, and three for fourteen. Uh, seven of his thirteen points came from the line, like. That's that's the key to winning against Michigan right there, just shutting down McDaniel. Yeah, for sure. And uh Kamo was in in foul trouble the second half. I think he fouled out with like I think they were like, you know, fouling to force IU to shoot free throws. Yeah. But like down the stretch, he couldn't really guard Renew as as well as he wanted to because he had four fouls. And and like IU was just going to renew. Like they went to him like three straight possessions and got buckets on every possession down the stretch, so that also played a factor. But uh, one thing I do want to say, uh, my friend Marcus was there. Uh, shout out to Marcus. Uh, he was there. He's an IU fan. He went with his buddy who's a Michigan fan. He sent me a video of the arena at like like five minutes into the game. Michigan's atmosphere sucks, dude. Yeah, I mean the get in price for this was. Two dollars. Yeah. It it sucks. Like I think the lower or the upper bowl was like maybe like ten percent full. I, I don't know what the uh announced attendance was, but okay, eleven thousand. But it, there was not eleven thousand people. I promise. No. <laughs> um yeah, I mean that's about it for Tuesday or Wednesdays or Tuesdays again. Tuesday, yeah. yeah, you you had it the first time. Good job. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> uh, Wednesday there was kind of a gross slate. Really, the only I mean there were a couple solid games, like close games, but uh, I guess we can start with Rutgers Wake Forest. I watched the majority of this game. I kind of regret watching this because it was just a disgusting game from Rutgers. Uh, what what happened to Cliff Amore, man? I don't know. This was uh, Afton Reed's first game for Wake Forest. Transfer from Gonzaga, I believe. He just got his waiver uh, accepted, or whatever you call it. But he had a huge game, I think, off the bench. That's yeah, cool. I, I love seeing guys. Rebounds. I love seeing guys getting their waiver approved and falling out. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like we've said all year, the biggest thing for Ruggers is offense and their offense is putrid. Like they had like multiple like five minute scoring droughts. I think they uh in the second half they had like it was like forty eight to fifty one Wake Forest and Wake Forest went on in like a seventeen nothing scoring run. Holy like, nuts. It was it was bad. I didn't I didn't watch any of this game, thankfully. Um I did watch another gross game though, so yeah. Shout out to us for bearing through those games, man. I mean, just like you said, it was kind of an ugly slate. Uh, yeah, looking looking at the box score, just box score watching. How does Cliff Amore only get four shots? 
I mean, they don't really even play through them. Like, and no, no free just, throws. Uh, Fernandez and Simpson just kind of ISOing the whole time and picking rolls and kind of just chucking up shots. But and Gavin yeah, Griffin's I'd, zero points. You just got to look forward to next year if you're a Rutgers fan because it's I'm not what? happening this year. If I'm Ace Bailey and Dylan Harper watching these games, yeah, like, like I, I, I get like one to play in uh, Jersey, and I don't know. It's just I don't get yikes. it from a if you want to win standpoint. Like, granted, I think gonna, Steve Peichel's a great coach. Yeah, I think I, he's I think gonna so do too. great things next year with them. But is but is he going to change this offense? Like it's no. they had Ron Harper and Geo Baker, and Geo Baker saved Peichel's butt a lot. Yeah, like this offense has been bad for a long time. Let's just call a spade a spade. Like they had really good players, and it, it was bad. Yeah. With I mean, Harper, Wake Forest Baker. isn't really a Wake Forest isn't a good team this year either. Uh, they might get a bubble, maybe. I don't. I don't yeah, think they, they're they going to be that good. Yeah, they might sneak in the tournament, but. Yeah, just disappointing from Ruggers. Definitely. Um, um, do you think they make the tournament? No. I'm out on Ruggers. I think they're like the third worst team in the Big Ten. I probably agree with that. I think we both had them 11 or 12 on the power rankings. But yeah, it was rough. Um, um Another gross game. I thought it was a close game the whole game, but I thought it was gross. Penn State at Maryland. Maryland wins by six in overtime. Like, why are we going to overtime with Penn State? Come on. Juwan Gary had to have the worst foul ever. If they would have lost this game, that would have been the worst foul ever. Uh, no, Jahari, Jahari Long, not Juwan Gary. Oh, yeah, yeah, my bad. My Juwan bad. Gary's not in Nebraska. He's not in Nebraska. My bad. <laughs> yeah, Jahari uh, Long, he, like, straight up tackled yeah. the dude. They were up two with, like, like a, five seconds left. They threw it in half court. And he goes for the steal when he didn't need the steal, but yeah. he fouls him and gives him the free throws. It, it was like a good form tackle too, like yeah, nice linebacker, you know, just pile driving the dude into the ground. Anyway, they they end up winning by six. Um, Jameer Young and Julian Reese honestly dominated. It was really the only good thing here for Maryland. Uh, I think they com- they combined for fifty two points, uh, twenty three yeah. rebounds. Julian uh, Reese is yep. really uh, efficient, and yeah. like when he's and, on, he's really efficient. And he shot ten for fifteen from the free throw line, which is not, not great. still not great. But he came into the game at like forty eight percent. And his, yeah. free th- if you guys have ever watched him, his free throw looks like DeAndre it's Jordan. Disgusting. If you so haven't watched gross. DeAndre Jordan, just don't. It's gross. Um, but yeah, he, like you said, very efficient. Played forty one minutes. I mean, that's pretty good for a big guy, especially he only really played like 25 minutes a game last year because he had a foul issue last year. He would foul out. I think he fouled out of like half their games last last year. So it's good for him to like actually be able to play a lot of minutes. Um, Jameer Young, 44 minutes, uh, 28 points. Wasn't very efficient, but I mean, he got the job done. Um, Maryland hit their free throws down the stretch. I, I... don't really know what to think about this game because, I mean, they won a conference game. Like, it's not a bad win. Like, you can't call a win bad. But, like, they shouldn't have been in a game with Penn State. No. No. Uh, Bounce back game from (laughs) Kanye Clary. He had, I think, uh, two games ago he didn't score. And then last game he had two points, I believe. Mm -hmm. It wasn't super efficient, but 25 points is 25 points. And I would take yeah. that if I'm a Penn State fan because uh, there's not much else to cheer for. I so. mean, okay, 45% from the field and 40% from three. That's pretty good. I know, but. He wasn't like 60% from the field, but I mean, 45% it's not, from it's the not guard, bad. That's not bad. Yeah, I'm not yeah. saying it's bad. It's just. Yeah. Um, Ace Baldwin, talk about any efficient. Three for 13, 16 points. Uh, he got nine of his points from the free throw line. He came into the year kind of as like an impact transfer guy to look out for. He was on a lot of people's like borderline second team honorable mention uh, Big Ten preseason. Uh, He's been pretty bad to start the year. He was A-10 player of the year last year on a very good VCU team who made the tournament. Um, 
But yeah, I just, I just, I kind of want to see him pick it up a little more. Um, but other uh, than that, like I mean, down the stretch competed. of this game, like the ball stuck in his hands when they gave it to him. Uh, yeah. I think they're they just look better on offense when he did not have the ball. Yeah, uh, yeah, and like, I mean, kudos to them for competing in a really tough environment. And uh, wow. Maryland's not great this year, but I mean, they packed the student section. So, yeah. um, yeah, a tough environment. Their first Big Ten game. I mean, it's basically a whole new roster. So they're not going to be great this year, but uh, they competed for sure. I, I, I just, I just want to see more from Maryland. I mean, they came into the season a consensus top five team in the Big Ten, and they are not that right now. No. I mean, they might be bottom. They're probably bottom. They might be right, right above Rutgers. And yeah. Rutgers is not good. So. No. Um, moving on to Ohio State versus Miami, Ohio. I don't really have much to say about this game other than uh, Roddy Gale and Bruce Thornton, definitely one of the best backcourts in the country. Um, Ohio State won by 20, by the way. Uh, Roddy Gale and Bruce Thornton, 14 and 15 each. Uh, they played pretty well. I mean, this game wasn't really close at all. It was really 20 points like the whole game after the first 10 minutes, 15 minutes of the game. So they took care of business. All of a sudden, Ohio State's 8-1, and one, and we have to talk about them in the conversation for top of the Big Ten. Yeah, I did. Uh, I was watching the other games. So I didn't I didn't watch this game. So because I wasn't – this was the worst game of the night. So Yeah, what, where is Ohio State right now? I mean, in, yeah, in the Big Ten, three or four, probably three. Yeah, they're probably better yeah. than Wisconsin, but I don't know. They, Them they, and Wisconsin are kind of like neck and neck right now in my book. Yeah, but I mean, Ohio State really hasn't been all that tested, I guess. Since I, mean, I guess they played Alabama, but we've seen Alabama; they're not as good as advertised, I guess. No. And their one loss came at home to Texas A&M, who's very good, two very good guards. So I, I just don't know really what to think about this Ohio State team. They're obviously very good, but I don't know how good they are, you know. Yeah. I mean, a win against Alabama is a good win. Um, I just and don't they know blew if they out can... Santa Clara by 30. Like, That's true. Santa Clara was undefeated when they played them, but – I just don't know, like, if they can compete with Illinois and Purdue in the Big Ten. Yeah. The elite, I guess. But we'll see. I mean, they've they've got Penn State next and then UCLA. That UCLA game will uh, be a good game for sure. Um, that, when is that? Um, I think that's the same day that Purdue plays Arizona. So, it's like that next Saturday, massive 16th. Saturday where there's like yeah 20, 20 amazing games. Yeah, we'll see. Uh Thornton and Gale, obviously. I think you already talked about them, but uh best backcourt, one of the best backcourts in the country. Definitely. Yeah, for sure. Uh we posted their stats, like their stats so far this season on Twitter. Um, I'm gonna pull those up and read those off real quick because for a backcourt in the Big Ten, this is actually pretty Pretty crazy, I think. Thornton, 19 points, two rebounds, four assists, two steals. Gale, 15 points, five rebounds, four assists, 40% from three. I mean, if you're getting that production out of your backcourt, basically 33 points combined and eight assists. I mean, you combine those guys, and that's like Trey Young. Yeah. I mean... Trey Young and Oklahoma. They're very good. Trey Young for the Hawks. Yeah, I mean they're very good right now, and they're obviously they've always obviously taken their like sophomore leaps, but um, I guess my only concern would be getting into Big Ten physicality, uh, how that impacts their games. I don't think it will that much. I think they're going to be pretty solid all year, but I guess that would just be a thing to watch watch for. Yeah. Yeah, the, and I think like maybe said, that's why they struggled against Texas A&M because they had two guards. Uh, I don't know. They Texas A&M's physical, so yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Like like you said, getting into the Big Ten for the guards, 
Uh, Bruce Thornton obviously played a lot last year. He was their starting point guard. He played probably 30 minutes a game. But I think Roddy Gale only played like like 10 minutes a game last year. He really came on in the Big Ten tournament. Yeah. Um, Maybe like the last couple games. So I guess just for him, like keeping that consistency throughout the season because he didn't play much last year. So he played I, I think 16 he will. minutes a game last year. Which like, I think that's he not will. a lot. Yeah. But yeah, that's just something to monitor, I guess. Um, but yeah, moving on to um, Minnesota, Nebraska. I think Nebraska was up like 17 at one point in this game, uh, early, late in the first half. And Minnesota comes roaring back and wins by 11, 76 to 65. A big storyline in this game was Casey Tominaga, four points all from the free throw line, and rank mast only four points as well. Um, no. So Minnesota shut down Nebraska's two main guys, really. Um, I mean, give props then, to Braden Carrington. He was yeah. he was on pretty much all night, and he didn't let him get anything offensively. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Braden Carrington had a very good game. Not efficient from an offensive yeah. standpoint, but uh, that's not he, what, what he was on the court to do. I mean, he was on the court to uh, defend Tominaga for sure. Um. Bryce Williams had a good game. Jamarcus Lawrence, good game for Nebraska. Uh, Williams really carried them in the first half. I think he had 17 in the first half. Yeah. Only one in the second half. But for Minnesota, probably the biggest storyline in this game, Dawson Garcia only seven minutes, zero points, and they win by 11. I mean, he I got hurt. Yeah. And yeah. they looked good while he was not playing. Well, yeah. they obviously didn't look great in the first half because they were down by a lot, but – uh, I mean, they really stormed back in the second half. I think Elijah Hawkins really uh, shouldered their load. Yeah, on on and, offense, he had um, eleven assists, facilitated yeah, Mike, well. And Mike Mitchell Jr. off the bench, um, he came up with a lot of steals on defense, kind of getting out yeah. of transition, bringing the energy for sure. But like you said, Elijah Hawkins, twelve points, eleven assists, six rebounds. Uh, I mean, good he's transfer pickup. He's like five ten, isn't he? He's not even that big. Yeah, he's a yeah. he's just a gritty, gritty guard. Yeah, and then um, Ola Joseph, <laughs> fifteen points. I think all of them, maybe, or except one basket one in the second half. Um, he only had five rebounds, but all of them were offensive. I think all yeah, of them were a... offensive putbacks. Actually, um, he's a big dude. Like he's very physical. He's very athletic too. He, he reminds me of um, who's that one guy that they had who was like six four la- a few years ago, and but he led the Big Ten in rebounds. Shoot, I'm not gonna lie, I don't remember Minnesota basketball from like two years ago. Okay, talk, talk about Minnesota. It's a very a forgettable bit. thing. To, yeah, I mean they looked really good this game. Uh, they got a they kind of got an easy stretch coming up. They have uh, I forget who's on their schedule. But they're all home games, and they're all like two or four sub two hundred teams on Kim Palm. Uh, they got Forty Gulf Coast Saturday, IUPUI next week, uh, Ball State next week, and then Maine in a couple weeks. Those are all very winnable games for Minnesota. Um, we could be looking at a ten and three Minnesota team heading into January. Whoa! Yeah, that's cool. How yeah. long? How long has it been since that's happened? Since Amir Coffee. How long was there? have they? How long has it been since they won ten games? <laughs> a couple of years, <laughs> I think. They won Jordan Murphy. Line. Okay, two years ago. Jordan Murphy, that was his name. He was six seven, but he led the league in rebounding. I think one year. That that's who he reminded me of. Uh, that's who Ola Joseph reminded me of. Yeah. Um. Obviously, I don't think they'll be good in Big Ten play, but yeah, they could finish around five hundred this year in uh, total. I guess. I think we said it in the last podcast, but they've jumped Penn State in the rankings. Yep. I think yeah. I think that's a clear. I think there's a clear gap there now. Yeah, definitely. I think so. I think too. I think they're a much better team than Penn State. Yeah. Um. As for Nebraska, they've got tough two games coming up. Michigan State at home, and Michigan State really needs a win. I think Nebraska really needs a win, too, for tournament implications. And then at Kansas State. Um, so we'll see what Nebraska's made of these next two games for sure. They could uh, 
They could have their four game losing streak if they don't if they don't win one of mm-hmm. these. Yeah. And I, I think that would pretty much ruin their tournament hopes. Yeah, I mean they, they have no resume outside yeah. of that. Unless they go on a Duquesne, man, to be Duquesne. <laughs> they always have Duquesne. <laughs> um yeah, l- last game of the week for the Big Ten. Iowa, Iowa State. Iowa got crapped on. They just pooped the bed. Thought they would come out with a little more energy after their blowout loss to Purdue on Monday. Uh, we kind of talked about this earlier in the podcast, but yeah, just a disgusting performance from Iowa. Yeah, I don't. I don't have anything else to say. Has there ever been more contrasting styles from a school's football team than a basketball team? <laughs> they couldn't even put seventy points up in this game, though. Like, no. Yeah, just rough. For this was a, I, think it's, I mean, this was be... a fast-paced game because there were a lot of turnovers and uh, just a lot of quick shots from Iowa and Iowa State combined. Which, I mean, yeah. the quick shots came because Iowa can play defense and Iowa State would just have drives to the goal every time. But Yeah. yeah. It's going to be a rough year for it. Iowa. Yeah. I think Fran's gone after this year. I mean, I think this like... is last year of his son, so right? Uh, he's technically got another year, but yeah. Oh. He'll probably transfer. But, uh, he's he's had enough of the daddy's boy. Get a job. Boy dude. Chance. Yeah. He needs to get a job. But yeah. I think Fran retires. He he I don't see much potential, honestly, with this roster other than Braden Smith Jr. I think and Owen Freeman. Owen Freeman might win Big Ten freshman. That'll be a year. big thing to watch. Just uh Brock Harding's progression throughout the year. He's so fun to watch, dude. I mean, he's he played bad against future, Iowa State. Yeah, for sure. If he doesn't transfer, yeah, I would. I wouldn't be yeah. surprised if he transferred to like a low major so he could uh, just kind of dominate. But yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not. I don't. I don't like speculating about people transferring. But that's fair. That's fair. Um, but yeah, that wraps it up for the uh, games of the week of the weekdays, I guess. Uh, we've got a loaded Saturday. Uh, we're not going to really talk about this much. We don't want to make it too long of an episode, and there's a ton of games to talk about. <clears throat> so we're just going to go through each game, pick a winner, maybe give a sentence on why, and uh, we'll roll from there. Saturday, it's got I think like eight, nine games in the big eight games in the Big Ten. Yeah, uh, seven, seven games. Good math. Okay. But yeah, this uh, is going to be a really fun day all day until eight thirty p.m. So. Sit and on your then, couch, be a couch potato, get your snacks. And then at 8 30, you got the Pacers. Pacers. Yes, Lakers. sir. Yes, sir. Tyrus Halliburton. It's gonna be a great in. day for hoops. So anyway. Awesome. First game of the night or of the day. Uh noon Eastern time. Illinois at Tennessee. I think it's at Tennessee, right? Yeah, it's at uh Okay. It's, yeah. it's in Rocky Top. Yeah. Dude, I love their fight song. It's awesome. If they wouldn't play it every single like everything, every time something that's, happens, they always play it. That's fair. It's a good anyway, song. I like it, but it's overplayed. Fair enough. I still think it's a banger, though. It is. I'm not saying it's not. I just can't stand hearing it every five seconds when I'm watching the game. Okay. Yeah, uh, <laughs> score prediction or winner prediction? Who do you think uh, wins? Looking at the spread, Tennessee's six and a half point favorites. I think Illinois covers that. I don't know about a win. Because uh, at Tennessee is kind of it's a rough environment uh, when yeah. when that crowds when that crowds going, but any any SEC honestly, yeah. I think if Shannon and Domask have like half the game that they did on Tuesday, that this could be a this could be a close game. Um, I'll yeah, take I'll take you. Illinois like... just because I'm a. This is obviously a Big Ten podcast, but I, I like okay. you think... I think I like Illinois here. Okay. I think Illinois covers, but I think Tennessee wins. Um, Illinois will make it close, like you said. Shannon and Damascus will keep them in the game, but I'm not. I'm not sure who know. guards next though. Connect. Connect. Yeah, probably Rogers. Honestly. Yeah. He might get thirty, and they could still lose. Like. Yeah. But yeah, I, I've got I've got Tennessee winning. I, I really want to pick Illinois here, but I mean, they just came off of a huge win in Madison Square Garden. And they've got to go to Tennessee. I mean, that's just tough. 
I think just the biggest thing for this game is they're shooting. Uh, I don't think they're going to get much inside in this game. I think it's going to have to be more uh, create a shot and just hope it goes in. But yeah, um, kind of a buy game here for Minnesota noon Eastern against FGCU at home. Uh, Minnesota's favored by ten and a half. Uh, I think Minnesota covers, wins and covers here. I agree. I'll take that. Yep. That's about hopefully all Dawson Garcia. Hopefully Dawson Garcia is back. We'll see. But I don't have any analysis whatsoever on that game. Uh, I want to see another good game from Elijah Hawkins. Piece piece the other back to back games for me. Yeah. Then we'll start talking about you more. Yeah. Um. Kind of a big game, I guess you want to call it, Zach Eady's homecoming in Toronto. Alabama, Purdue, and Toronto, one thirty Eastern on Fox. Purdue's favored by five and a half. Um, yeah, who do, you, who do you like in this game? I'm taking Purdue. Yeah, all day. Do you think they cover? Yeah, I don't think okay. I don't think Alabama guards Eady. I got one uh, more question for you. Zach Eady over or under thirty three and a half points. I'm just gonna take the over on that. I don't think okay, they're okay. yeah. Okay. I think they're gonna play through ED a lot in this game. Uh, I'm not sure about Alabama's size. I really don't know. Uh do they have anybody that can guard ED? I mean, nobody really has anybody um, that can guard him, but contain him. Well, they lost Charles Bediaco. Um as far as I know, Nick Pringle is still suspended. Yeah. So he's their starting center. Other than that, they have a transfer big and then two freshmen. So not looking great for Alabama's front court for sure. I mean, we might see some Grant Nelson guarding Zach Eady. Is he is he uh for sure playing? Oh yeah, that's another thing. We don't know if Grant Nelson's even playing. If Alabama's- Grant Nelson's out, I'm taking Purdue minus like 15 and a half. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the big thing for Purdue here is obviously make shots and contain Alabama's guards. Yeah, um, I want to see uh I want to see Purdue shoot well <laughs> like they did against Marquette. I think another neutral site game. Uh, can they keep up that like neutral site tear that they've had this year so far? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think I want to see I want to see covers. a dominant win over a good team. Those first three games they weren't really dominant in Maui, I guess. Granted, those are all really good teams, but uh I want to see like a 10 point win here from Purdue. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Purdue wins and covers here. Um, yep. Especially if Grant Nelson doesn't go. I mean, like you said, Purdue 15-point favorites, I think. Uh, what would um, go wrong? What would have to go wrong if Purdue does not win this? Just a prediction. I think Sears and um, Estrada would probably have to go for like 50 combined. And ED, hit a three. ED's not efficient from the field, and Purdue has – 20 turnovers and shoots like 30% from three. So every, like, I think all of those, (laughs) I think all of those things has to happen for Purdue to lose. I don't think they will, but I don't want to sound like Purdue's going to win this game. I don't want to bet my life on Purdue winning this game, but. Oh yeah. Alabama's a good, good team. Yeah. They're no slouch. I just think, uh, I think Purdue wins this handedly anyways. Yeah. Um, Next game, Auburn at Indiana. Uh, this is in Assembly Hall, I think. Oh, this no, no. Is this a is a neutral uh, site game. In Atlanta. This is in yeah. Atlanta. Next week is at Assembly Hall against Kansas. Yeah, this is in Atlanta, I believe. Or Birmingham. No, Birmingham. I don't I don't even know. It's on a, it's it's on in, a neutral it's in, site. Yeah, I think it's in Birmingham. So basically a home game for Auburn. Um, Auburn's favored by six and a half. Uh, who do you like here? I like Auburn. Uh, I don't really like that spread, but you think uh, IU covers? Yeah, they kind of play the same. I mean, they both play defense, both play really hard defense. Except Auburn's got a better offense than IU, so I'm taking IU to win. I I think this team's legit. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I agree with that, but obviously nobody knows the future, so. Um, yeah, I think I, mean, I, I just don't see. I don't know why. If Auburn can't I contain just... Renew and Ware, then yeah, I think this is a game. But if they contain one of them, I don't think. 
uh, Indiana has enough on the offensive end to get it done. But can I be kind of mean real quick? Sure. I think if Xavier Johnson is out, Indiana wins. I had a couple IU buddies text me. Uh, is IU better with without Xavier Johnson? Number saying. I don't know, man. And some might be better. Me. Yeah. Some people might be me. I don't know. Um. Yeah, I, I think Indiana wins. I don't know why. I couldn't tell you why. I, I just have a feeling. So if you lose yeah, money because I, I said know. that, don't blame it on me. Um, Big game, probably the biggest game of the week for the Big Ten. Wisconsin-Arizona. Yeah, Wisconsin-Arizona. Yeah. I said biggest game of the week. I know, I know, I know, I know. Until Purdue plays the exact same team. <laughs> well, that's next week. I know. I know. I'm just I didn't saying. say of the year. I know. I, I know. Of the I week. Know. Relax, dude. Relax. <laughs> anyway, Wisconsin, Arizona, and Phoenix. So basically, a home game for Arizona. Is Arizona's ten and a half point favorites. I thought it was at uh, Arizona Stadium. It is. Oh, it is. It's at yeah. McHale. Oh, yeah. I gotta get my stuff straight, man. Okay, Wisconsin at Arizona. Yeah, it's a true road game. At three fifteen, Arizona's favored by ten and a half. Um, yeah, I, I like Arizona covering in this game. Yeah. Um, I, I want to take Wisconsin course. against the spread, but I just Arizona plays so fast and yeah, I think their front so court's good. too much, too much for Wisconsin. And then I yeah. think obviously they've got Caleb Love in the backcourt and uh, what's his face. Uh, man, uh, Killing Boswell. Yeah, if you say his name. Yeah, he's he's very good. So, yeah, um, I want to take wins. Wisconsin, but they're not going to win. I don't think they'll win this. Yeah, best yeah, you can I do is cover. So. If they cover, I think it's a win for Wisconsin. Yeah. Um. Only Big Ten on Big Ten action on Saturday. Ohio State at Penn State, six p.m. on the old Big Ten Network. Um, nobody will be watching this except Ohio State and Penn State fans and possibly me, myself, and Drew. You could uh, – this will be like the once games get over in the second half type yeah. game. This will be the one you flip on and don't pay attention to. Yeah, right? Ohio State Eating will probably dinner. be by 20 in the second half when this yeah. gets turned on. <laughs> yeah, Ohio State's only five-and-a-half-point favorites. Um, I love Ohio State and this number. Yeah, what, what am I missing here? Why are they only – Five and a half point favorites. Yeah, I, I have no idea. Is it because it's I mean, a road first game? true road I game? I don't care. They're winning by yeah. fifteen at least. Yeah, I think. I agree. Penn State just can't match up with Ohio State, especially their guards. You see, I mean, weird yeah. things have happened, but yeah, that's true. Especially in the see. Bryce Jordan Center, man. Yeah, that places maybe that place. thirty fans will be there. Yeah, the family for real though. <laughs> All family members. <laughs> Yeah, there will be the same amount of Penn State and Ohio State fans there. Yeah. There'll be more um, Ohio State fans there than Penn State fans. Possibly. Last game of Saturday, rivalry game, in-state, New Jersey game, Rutgers-Seton Hall. At Seton Hall, I believe. Yep. Yep. Um, Seton Hall's three-and-a-half-point favorites. This one's a late-night 8.30 game. Uh, unfortunately, I won't be watching. I will be, be watching, watching the Pacers. The yep. Pacers beat the Lakers in the in-season tournament. But I have no idea what Seton Hall is this year. I, I But I like Seton Hall in, in this game. At home yeah. in a rivalry, Rutgers yeah. sucks. Rutgers yeah. sucks. <laughs> I don't I don't see how you lose to Rutgers this year. Yeah. Unless you just Especially can't a rivalry, make a shot. Like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'll take Seton Hall here. Uh, we can just touch over Sunday's games too. Uh, first game on Sunday, Detroit Mercy Northwestern. I'll take Northwestern. No, yeah, there's no spreads here. Detroit Mercy's zero and nine. I think they're like <laughs> 300, 330 in Kim Palm, something like that. Um, this is certainly not the game of the day or game of the year by any means. <laughs> oh, I forgot to mention Saturday at two p.m. on FS1. Louisville at DePaul. Put it on your TV. What's the spread in that? Uh, DePaul, like, minus three and a half. So, because they're the home team. Game of the year. I'll take Louisville on that, though. But, anyways. Yeah, me too. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've got Michigan. Northwestern, obviously. 
Yeah. Michigan at Iowa, 4.30 p.m. on Sunday. I'll take Michigan. Yeah. Uh, They both are kind of the same. They don't play defense. Michigan's got a better offense, so I'll take Michigan. And lastly, Sunday night, 6.30, Michigan State at Nebraska. I'll take Nebraska. Um, yeah, I'll take Nebraska too. Uh, we'll see if they can bounce back from that uh, blown blown lead against Minnesota. So. Yep. They'll get KSA going, and I think they win this game. Yep. Um, That's all I have. What yep. about you? I think that wraps it up all for right. now. Um, We'll see you guys probably end probably of the weekend, Monday. Yeah, Sunday night, Monday morning. There's no yeah. games Monday, so. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I, th- I think that wraps it up for now. Thank you guys always for listening. Follow the Twitter at DG underscore buckets. Content's getting better there. Uh, as always, uh, thank you again for listening. Uh, following us on Twitters. Uh, thank you to the loyal people who keep listening. But uh, yeah, I think that wraps it up. So peace out, guys. See ya. Climb, step back three for the tie. Oh! Jordan!